Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. And you can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? It's the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life Russ. Um, I'm excited to be back, man. This show wouldn't be possible without y'all. You know we are a podcast that focuses on mental health, healing, community. We focus on education. We focus on wellness, nutrition, and more importantly, just connecting, just having community, having village. So you've been seeing us twice a week. I mean, forever. We just hit the anniversary for five years on April 10th. So shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us that long. Shout out to everybody in all the countries we're in around the world. Please keep showing love. You give the motivation to make this show possible. I, I love you. I give it up to all of y'all. So we have a new guest on the show. Um, the first timers are my favorite because <laughs> I'm excited to see where this conversation will go. Um, y'all know me on the show. I like to let the guests introduce themselves, talk about themselves, gas themselves up. So, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. My name is Kenny, but a lot of you may know me by Miata, which is my brand name. I make infused food using Delta 8, Delta 9, and THC. Um, I love cooking. I love being able to heal people through using, you know, the herb plant. I feel like... There's so many properties that we can get out of it that definitely focus on mental uh, health as well. So for me, I got into making edibles to kind of help me. Um, I'm not big into smoking, um, but this was a way to kind of help with my anxiety and depression. Um, So I just kind of wanted to give that out to different people and show them that you can definitely have an edible that does not just taste like weed, but actually is delicious, healing, and just a powerful little journey you could take. <laughs> I say, I love that because I have several questions. Several. Okay. okay. So I've seen the, um, I see your event mm-hmm. that you have coming up next Saturday. Can you d- explain, touch on that a little bit before we dive into it? Yeah, of course. So this is called Burn One. Um, my goal is to unite the artists in the community. I went to Fort Hayes. Um, okay. If you can Columbus, you know, that is an art school. I used to do a lot of acting, photography, Japanese, and I just love being a part of those different communities. Now, as I got older, I decided I didn't want to be a starving artist. And it was really important for me to, you know, sure that I set up a career for myself. And in doing so, I think once you kind of get into the corporate life, you kind of lose a part of yourself. And I just wanted to into my 30s to get back to that. Um, I am so proud of so many artists that made that decision to continue to go on that path. Um, I want to give congratulations, a platform, a space to do that. Um, this event on April 22nd is going to be at the Wild House Creative. Um, there is gallery space. So when you come in, you are going to see a local artist um, work around the venue. You're going to have artists doing digital drawings. Some are gonna be actually painting. We will have um, poets, rappers, singers, 
um, just a plethora of just different artists in their medium type, uh, different vendors from the city who are going to be able to come out and, you know, showcase their creativity through their forms of, we have people who, uh, make beautiful jewelry we have some people who are into like spiritual and they also use you know the plant in the way of their spiritual spirituality and so you're going to see some of their workings with their crystals and it's really amazing and i think it just kind of gives an opportunity for networking which is mm-hmm. really big um i feel like columbus is a a big like artsy city yes um, we have high street and if you think about that in gallery hop this is happening and with the expansion of the city I get in that space for people of color and making sure that we have a venue that is completely a little bit different I like to say with a little pinky up if you will you know what I mean um you don't got to come in there with no top hat or nothing like that but like <laughs> you definitely want to look nice you know what I mean um we are having different infused foods so this event, we're not going to be able to do like a single day mayo. So I wanted to come and bring out some of the tacos and some of those like flavors. So you're going to be able to try different salsas and um, just different. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it, but it's really going to be exciting. We'll have infused drinks and edibles and all of our staff will have um, like we do like a learning session where they're able to teach and educate people when it comes to the use of their edibles so that we do not have bad trips. I don't think that is fun. We've all heard those stories. You know, I didn't think this edible was shit. I took it and now you're like spazzing out. Don't want y'all to have that. Right. (laughs) So it's really exciting. Um, Just the teamwork of people who are just coming together to make this dream like possible. And I couldn't do it without my cast um, joining in just to kind of present this to all the buddies in the city. So I'm just really excited. I love it. Um, I like the vibe I get from the flyer, from the description. I went to your page and looked at some of your videos and it feels, it feels like a, like a kickback. It feels like a cookout, like a celebration, like, you know, we coming together to celebrate life. Yes. And that's that's been big. I think everything you've been saying is things that are important, especially as we get more into the THC, the psychedelics, the CBD. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing you said that was important is knowing the dosages and knowing your dosages yes. you know, that you're comfortable taking. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm creating, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to ask you how important that was. Oh, so I'm creating a way to kind of explain it in the people's terms, a blunt. Um, A blunt is typically, you know, 10 milligrams, give or take, you know what I mean? Um, I want people to understand that if you are smoking five blunts a day, or you may smoke every day nonstop constantly, you taking a five milligram edible, you're not going to feel it. You have to be honest with yourself and how much you're using the plant on a daily for your own type of healing. And because of that, and I say healing because some people take it as like, oh, I smoke too much. No, like you're smoking for healing. You're healing yourself. So, you know what I mean? Like, how are you doing that? How often are you doing it? And is this healing becoming something that's not like productive? You know what I mean? So 
when mm. people think their edibles, our mixture is a combination between the indica and sativa. We go to the dispensaries and we gather their shake. It's just a lot more potent with all that keef like at the bottom of right. it and you're like brewing it or whatever. So we are very uh, serious about that dosage, about explaining to you like, hey, if you do not smoke, I do not recommend you eating two tacos. I do <laughs> like we did a whole food, like I had the cast come over, I meet, you know, the run through of the tacos and everyone is at a different level when it comes to enjoying their edibles. So from our most heaviest person who typically gets like a, when she goes to the dispensary, she gets around 35 to 40, uh, I forget what it's called, of the THC inside of the weed. And then we had somebody who just doesn't smoke at all. Right, right. Um, drastic different reactions, you know what I mean? We've had people who smoke a little around the clock daily, but they don't smoke such a heavy, you know, uh, THC volume inside of their plant. And so with that, we were kind of able to gauge it in the different body types. So we are putting a limit on everyone of, you have to sign a waiver period to come into the space, but um, we are watching you and we give you uh, a three infused limit. Um, you're able to get two more at your own discretion. And that is very much at your own discretion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is. Know yourself. Know yourself. <laughs> no peer pressure. That is something you're going to hear a lot. Um, yeah. No peer pressure. You are not a hoe because you did not eat all of that uh, Rice Krispie treat. You're not that. You didn't right. finish that drink. Don't finish it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, the food is good. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to eat it and you're going to be like, damn, this slaps. I'm hungry. I want another one. Get a regular taco. <laughs> Slow down. Slow <laughs> down. <laughs> you don't need a <laughs> I love this. I, I think this is where the world's headed, you know, um, mixing with the food. I'm even because I just like to repurpose everything I do. So when I deal with the plant, I even like to use the hemp. I'm, I was excited to learn like they they used to make T-shirts out of hemp and stuff. You know what I mean? So just realizing there's so many lanes that we can take and having that line of safety and security and comfortability, you know, for me, like I, I used to play basketball in a past life, you know okay. what I mean? So I just, I literally just start um, messing with weed like four years ago. Okay. And I like, I have a psychology background, so I like to research, you know, I like to use different vessels. I like to use edibles. I like to use yeah. glass. I like to research. I like to see the different effects. And when I was getting into it, I was learning why a lot of people did it. Cause just I played basketball like majority of my life. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, yeah, I was taking it and I was going to take keep going with it. I was going to go semi pro end up getting hurt. You know what I mean? So that's over. So now when you're trying to move on into a different aspect of your life, you still got all those aches and crannies. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like I would just wake up sometimes and my knees is just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So when I started experimenting with uh, weed, when I started taking it in, that was the first thing I noticed. Like, I felt better. Yep. I felt more energized. You know, I got kids. Yep. I, I even joke online and tell people, like, I'm nicer to the kids and stuff. When I when I take my time to myself and then yep. I get back into the world, I, it's just relaxed. Yeah, Because it's healing. I hate that we were going through that uh, criminalization of it. You know, yeah. it's very racist. 
it was yeah. you know towards the hispanics and then that just kind of trickled down with that reagan economics the jazz community yeah 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 you know yeah. that way it was very much targeted at people of color to prevent that and honestly if america was not so ridiculous we could have been even richer than we are yes. well a, a different place you know what i mean yeah yeah um for me, I definitely understand what you're coming from when it's like healing your body. That I don't know what the magic is behind it. <laughs> I can't tell you, but I do know it definitely helps. You know what I mean? It yeah. helps the attitude. It helps your spirit. It now, if you are using the right, you know, strands, will definitely give you that energy. Um, and it's all okay. Why do that? <laughs> um, it's all about um, finding that perfect balance you know I feel like you know you got a bunch of stuff to do you know you may be a little stressed out take you a couple of puffs chill out Yeah, yeah. take you a little puff um, when it comes to the edible for me I like to do it very much um, on the weekends because it's a two day high for me and I wow. have to literally like not have anything productively that I have to do because I need that time to really chill out for myself. Um, I constantly am going Monday through Friday with so many different things. So on the weekends, this is the opportunity for my mind to chill, for my body to like rela relax and definitely participate in the edible. I'm not big into the smoking as much anymore. It just kind of hurts my lungs just to, yeah. to deal with that. I'm a bad asthma. So like, yeah. <laughs> this is the way that I like to go with it. Um, and I just wish people would like venture out and not just be so worried of that stigma. And even yeah. if you're like, oh my God, THC is illegal, do the Delta 9. It really is not a difference. Yeah. I'm not even joking. And for real, this, this is just synonymous with me with everything in life. Like when you do things intentionally, you get purpose behind it. You learn more things about it, you know, because it's funny. It, it we, They try to divide everything we do. Even when THC was becoming more popular, then they try to shit on CBD. And it's like we just don't have enough information to confirm or deny what's being propagated, what's being actually broadcast in the news. So the 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 fastest way I've learned, and I have a whole slew of things I'll never do in my life, you know, just for me. I don't play with my nose. If you do, you I know, mean, to each his own. They <laughs> ever gotta worry about me on that one. But I never wanna I don't wanna know about I don't need to know about that personally. You dig? So for me, when it got into the TAC, it just became that quick, that anxiety behind it, that anxiousness that oh I need it. I gotta have like oh this what is this? You dig? And then I think I forget what it was. I think my homie got married, mm -hmm. but we drank a little, little too much. <laughs> yeah. So that next morning, my homie, um, he got people out in Colorado. So he's been around this for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean, his dad even has like a kind of a little local edible. He make gummies and stuff. So nice. he was like some CBD to clear that right up. So I, you yeah. know, I ain't really messed with it at the time. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I started right messing with the CBD. I said, oh, like instantly you can feel yourself feeling better. And just yeah. I was ready to eat. I was like, oh, OK. So I started experimenting with that last couple of years. Like, I love it. I no, love it. The CBD. It's so like the, yeah. the hand, especially yeah. if you're having a bad trip. That CBD counteracts that bad trip. It and sobers you up. Huh? 
It like I feel I felt sober. Yep, yep. That's what it does. It pulls it out. You know what I mean? It's a counter reactive to it. And so CBD is so important. It will be at the event. It is absolutely important. Um, there's no reason for people to have a bad trip and you're only having bad trips because you're not educated. The plant has a counter reactive when you go too far. CBD. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. You drunk. Get you a little CBD. It's right there. It, 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 uh -huh. it, it fixes it. I can't think it up. And I think these are the things that were naturally for us. You know, I tell people psychology is black science to me. So I, I feel the same way now that we're getting into, you know, botany, that we're actually getting into understanding, like, how to reverse engineer what we're doing and not just blindly do, you know, drink milk. It'll give you strong bones type shit. So uh, no, no. So now we're getting to a point where. We're not just also jumping into everything new, like we're researching first and we have people who are pioneering the research because that's really what we need. We don't need 100 people trying to fit through one door. Mm -hmm. We need the people who are most qualified, most disciplined and most passionate about this area. We need them focused on it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I love it. It's, it's crazy. But like how I could even think of soul food, like that's how I've seen we bring people together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just it makes them feel better. The conversations are are high level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the temperament, the energy, the vibe. And, and I think we all need to be around that more. A lot of us have been around the dep depression, stress, anxiety, sickness. Yeah. You know what I mean? When when do we get to, you know, and have some fun? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like one thing a lot of the castmates said when we did the food testing was that we were really talking to each other. We were really engaged with, with each other. You know, we didn't have the music blasting. We weren't, you know, distracted by our phones. We were literally in that moment just connecting. And that is so important for me because how do you know someone when all you do is come around them, you're taking shots, you got music blasting, you guys are all singing the same thing and yeah, it's a good time, but do you really know what this person is going through? What are they trying to like achieve? What did you talk about? You know what I mean? And that is so important for me. Food is healing. That's how my parents started. I don't know about y'all, but my parents were never like, oh, I'm sorry. They were very much, I didn't brought you this food or <laughs> you want this snack? You know what I mean? So like that to me was like a form of love. And so I pour love into like what I cook. And so to be able to use that healing plant and push that in there along with like my spiritual awakening, all of that just connected perfectly. You know what I mean? And I just want to feed people, like feed that love into them. Cause like, yo, it changed me. The weed plant yeah. did calm me down. And that's, and that is what we need. You know what I mean? I tell people all the time, happiness is awareness. Yeah. So it's being aware of where you are. It's not so much being ahead or behind or over here, or over there, or more or less. It's just knowing where you are, how you feel, how you, we react to the world. And then I think it's our responsibility to find things that help us calm down. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have issues when I go, cause I do fasting and I have moments where I'm like, man, maybe I should stop smoking. <laughs> so then I'm, But then I think like, where is the genesis of that thought coming from? Mm -hmm. And it's, and when I, cause I always do lowest common denominator. I'm gonna work my way through any situation to get to a resolution you dig okay so i'm thinking like it, it never comes from me 
it's always a commercial or a doctor or some old person or some young person or some uneducated person or someone who had a bad experience or it's never people who enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because those people, you know, they're not in the talking stage no more. They just do. I see them enjoy it. I see how it's changed their life. They don't have to advocate or recruit. It's like I found a way that works for me. That's why um, I, I got into it because I don't like to sell anything that I, I don't do. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. So for a year, we were doing infused honey, infused oil, infused agave. Oh, I'll be outside. I, I, I do everything. <laughs> so it was crazy seeing the things we could put that in. You know what I mean? I'm throwing the oil on pizza and stuff. Yep. Because I'm actually working, I want to work on like a juice cookbook. You know what I mean? Because I write books too. I don't know. Well, the show knows. Yeah, there it is. So I'm working on now a juicing book. So at a time we was working during the pandemic on an air fryer book. You dig with the infused oil. So anywhere from here. Yeah. (laughs) So and I don't never like to trash anything. I put a pen in it like I'll get back to it later. We'll revisit it. But that time it was exciting. But my favorite still to this day was the was the honey. We would have these little, you know, like restaurants when they send like the ketchup out and stuff, the little dispenser. So it's enough to fit in that dispenser. It just goes in a shot of honey, a, a shot of tea, a shot of coffee, you dig in the morning. Yep. I mean, the, the reaction that people was having to it. But in the beginning, you know, our responsibility, this is what I had to explain to the team, like, Mm-hmm. We got to be consistent with stuff like this. Absolutely. You dig what I'm saying? Absolutely. And the team just, their heart was in other places. We started separating. So yeah. for me, I have to pull the plug at that point. I can't yeah. keep doing something when it's not the same love and passion into it. So when now that I see, I'm meeting more people that do it and get like, I'm like, this is what I've been, this is what I want to be a part of. This is why I got in it because this is changing people's lives. Yes. So like, that's the thing. So I would cook all the time like on the weekends i would do like we wings weekend and the orders were just a lot i would sell out but it takes so much you know what i mean i'm going to the restaurant depot getting two big boxes of chicken wings you know what i mean i'm cleaning all this chicken myself because i don't play that i play the meat (laughs) (laughs) i'm doing all the work because at that time I really didn't have the money to like afford staff or like if people would want to work, they would like want like a, a huge cut once they would like see how much I made. And I'm like, Hey, do you understand? I have to like put this back in the business. Exactly. Rebuy the stuff again. So yeah, you see that I earned this, but do you understand what I spent to like put back in it? it. It was just a lot. So I ended up doing the work myself and it's physically draining. You know what I mean? And then it takes out the joy and the passion and when yeah. you do it like that. So trying to find an, adic- an adequate team to be a part of like your vision is super hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? That first year, first two, you may not see a penny. You yeah. know? It's going to make or break. Yes. And it's, <laughs> and that's what I'm explaining to my, my team now. We all have different visions. You know, one of our um, castmates wants to do um, helping people with their resumes and um, assisting with those uh, pay stubs. And, uh, you know, just any type of work you may need in that aspect that a lot of our community really just doesn't know. Um, They're working on uh, getting their QuickBooks, 
uh, licensing together. Um, they have their accountant degree, um, notary. Like it's it's so much that the team is trying to put together in that aspect. Well, we're going to pour into that too, you know, because right. that's a dream that we can also feed while we're doing this as well. Um, some of the castmates really want to, and I call my people castmates because it's, it's a production, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some of them want to go and cook regularly. Okay, that's cool. We can do it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work that goes into it, how we're going to actually go and execute it. So for me, it's important to find that like-minded individuals that understand like, yo, this is work. To make infused honey, the process to infuse it is is, is a ton. You know what I mean? Just like when you're making that tincture, the stronger it is, is the longer it sits. So if you want to go and put honey on sale to really make it that potent, you start in that work about two to three months ahead of time. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's a slow, tedious process with some of it, but it can absolutely reap those beautiful benefits. But people don't understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if you are dead ass serious, <laughs> like, Y'all want to do this, especially like um, here in Columbus, we're a fat ass city. We love to go out to eat. <laughs> yeah. We want to go and try all the latest things. But we also need some more healthy options here in the city. Um, yes. So if this is something that you are actually like really interested in passion, we need to go ahead and set that meeting up to like really discuss that. Because I don't, it's too much money in the city. For people to be like, oh, my, my, my. No, like, right. how do we work? How do we connect? You want to spare hit this? Cool. Let me help and be a part of that. You know what I mean? I want to spare yeah. hit this. Help me be a part of this. You see what I'm saying? That collaboration. Yeah, I'm all for that. We're definitely going to set that meeting. Yeah. Um, and this is the way, you know what I mean? Especially when we see people even rich, not even just wealthy, it's that one person supporting 10 different brands and yeah. all of those brands are friends with each other. So we all making money. We all good. You know what I mean? And we have to adopt that. I think for so long, we just wanted to get on, you know yeah. what I mean? And now we have to live in abundance. It's the same that I've been getting the vibe from the weed. It's the same thing I get from now. We're changing our food options and we're still putting the soul and the love in the food. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the food has to start serving us. This is a part of living in abundance. What yeah. you're working for got to be working for you, too. You dig? Yeah. So I'm all for that. And I think your event is, you know, these are the steps. These are the baby steps that's going to lead us into our routine. And then once enough of us get in that routine, more will come. You know what I mean? A ton. Yeah. But I think it's a lot of people with really good ideas. And like you were saying, we got to find a way to put into everybody's idea and then have the humility to go with the one that works. That's going to be the hard part. <laughs> like for me, I had to, I went through like a little struggle moment in my life financially, you know, uh -huh. and in that I had to give it up. I had to give it to my higher power. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and just understand that money is just going to come when it's supposed to. That law of attraction is going to be there. You're not going to be stuck in the situation forever. You know what I mean? Right. So now, I don't fret about the finances. I don't care. It'll come how it's supposed to come. So because I move in that way, any obstacles that has like come because money isn't like a driving force for me. I feel like that is real negative ass energy. Same. Me like that Same. doesn't move me. 
I'm freedom of time. I don't care but, about me. <laughs> like, can I go to work when I want to go to work? I don't feel like being in the office. I want to just go kick it or whatever. And well, I'm going to work in the park today. I'm still going to do it, but I'm yeah. doing it where I want to do it. <laughs> in yeah. my pajamas. In the yeah. tub. <laughs> office working for this white man no more like yeah, that ain't the way no and i and also like for me i look at this like like i'm building a company you know and i mean i take this very serious um and i just want to be able to be the boss that i really wanted mm, that's deep manage. i want to really pour into people because some people you do not want to be an entrepreneur. I get it. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of sleepless nights. It is a lot of frustration, headaches. You are literally thinking about a hundred different things. And then the one person you may hire to do something, they're hyper-focused on this. And they think this is so important, but you don't even realize there's a million other things happening. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's nice. It's a beautiful place to just be that person, you know? And that's Okay. But whatever dream, whatever it is that you want, if you just want a cost of living that allows you to live, that's what I want to do. I yeah. don't I want to give my employees like really that work-life balance like they do in Europe, in Italy. I really want y'all to have that type of energy when working because nothing in this world is that serious unless it's an event day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you hitting you hitting all the nails on the head at once, um, and you get it. You know what I mean? This is the way we live, move towards our peace of mind. This is the way we move towards being in control of our lives. You know what I mean? And that's going to come from several missteps, missteps. But we always got to ask ourselves, like, because you're serving something, you're pouring into something. Who are you pouring into? What are you pouring into? And truthfully, how do they pour back into you? What have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? And that constantly changes with me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I live a very isolated life because I have a I have a standard, you know, and, and preference breeds quality of life. Like, so I'm I keep my standard with everything I do. Yes. And that's what I look for in life. You know, I tell people essentially even what you're saying right now with finances. Mm -hmm. These are learning opportunities. You know what I mean? One of my mentors told me when I when I was coming up, like. <laughs> You should at every point of your life be saving, putting money away. And it's not to have this big fund. It's because you're building the habit and routine of putting money away. So when you start making them million dollar deals, you ain't spending two million. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you're already like, in the habit of saving. Spend it already. Like, no. And that's how they live. Because people think, you know, these rich people got rich overnight. They think these happy people got happy overnight. That's an everyday choice you have to make. Even once you arrive, you still have to make this choice every single day to be happy. Mm -hmm. Make this choice every single day to get up and go to work. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so for me, I want those choices to be working with me. I want, I don't, I, cause I'm not going to get old and have any regrets. <laughs> you dig? No. I'm going to live this life the best I can do it. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm leaving, I'm taking nothing with me. I'm leaving it all behind. All the love, all the energy, everything yeah. I have, you know, I'm leaving it behind. So mm -hmm. I had to learn quickly. We do that now. We try so much to plan like, oh, you know, when I get this raise, I'm going to start saving. When I move, I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to start eating right. When You know, you dig like, nah, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> you guys do it now. Like, even if all you can do is that you pay all your bills, you live for whatever, and at the end of the month, 
right? You only got $50 in your account left, $20 in your account left. Put it up. Yep. You know what I mean? I had stopped working. I didn't have to get a job for six months. Why? Because I saved. So when people are like, oh, let's go kick it. Oh, let's go do this and this. No, I'm okay. Like, yeah, yeah I'll do it every so often. But what are we celebrating? It's, oh, man. <laughs> what the fuck am I celebrating? Why are we sitting here with another bottle on a goddamn Friday, Saturday, and you want to do it again on Sunday? For what? What did you accomplish? Because I don't see it. Yeah. And you already know now their mindset is one-sided because they're not accounting for the three days that you got to take off because you're recovering. <laughs> and then the two days where now you feel like you missed out on something these three days, so you trying to right wrongs. and You know what I mean? It's a, it's a paradox. And a lot of people live in that because it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Again, that's your habit. That's what you've been doing this whole time. So these things like we, you know what I mean? These things like psychedelics because I'm heavy on the psychedelic train. I <laughs> Oh yeah, I and I used to harvest rooms. Thinking about getting back to it. So these things, we gotta talk. We gotta. Oh yeah, we're going to. Talk. We gotta. This why I like doing the show because as soon as we get to talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this all I like to do. This this me all day, twenty four seven. Like I'm all our business meetings. You got you got get in. I would love that. I would love that one hundred percent. I think this is what's going to propel us to get because I'm a I'm a renaissance person. My favorite periods in history is the renaissance. And I think we're getting back into that. But I also understand there's a lot of work that had to be put in to get to that. They didn't just see a bunch of artists like, oh, we just all going to create. Nah, they still had life going on. Yes. They still had their thoughts and their fears, you know what I mean? And they regrets. My world prejudice. Yeah. So all of us dealing with that together at the mm-hmm. same time, picking each other up when we fall down, encouraging each other. You feel me? Like oh. that's gonna change everything. And I think that's what we need. You know, we usually get the most art when it's the most tragedy. And yeah. we've been having so much tragedy and hurt and loss. You know what I mean? It, it's it's the time for artists. I feel like we get called on. We're we're dormant, yeah. we're working, and then you get called on. Yeah. <laughs> and either you that answer hurts. that call or not. You yeah. feel me? And that's even the point I'm getting to in my business in my art. Like mm-hmm. we have this great idea, cool. Let's you know, let's stop talking about it. Let's do it. Like I don't want to talk about it no more. <laughs> like let's do it. Yeah. And if we ain't gonna do this, let's get to the next thing. But it's there's so we got the internet. There's so many opportunities. You dig? And some of my mentor told me last year that's been sticking with me every day. He just, he told me, uh, monetize your greatness. And I really been thinking about that. That's really been on my heart heavy because I review just how I make money in every aspect. And I'm like, man, this isn't really my creative. It's something I can do, but this isn't, I don't feel like I'm being challenged creatively. I don't feel like I'm having to dig deep to pull out that idea. I feel like I just grab one on the top right here. Like, just yes. do that. Yes. <laughs> no. Because, yes. like, I feel like when you walk away from being your creative self, it's constantly nagging at you, nagging at you. Like, yeah. you don't want to do this. And so, like, you are literally forcing yourself into a depression, into a sadness, because you're not being truthful to yourself. I'm an artist. I love art. I love visually seeing it. I love painting. I'm not good at it, <laughs> but I love to do, it. you know what I mean? Um, and I just want to give that space. Mm-hmm. I just want people to be able to come and just find in their city, who is their local artist? You don't mm-hmm. got to go to the Pottery Barn or whatever those little stores are to buy art when you can buy it from a local artist. 
And that is what's so crazy is that Columbus, I don't know how you feel. You, you tell me. Do you think that sometimes in the city, it is really hard for people to like support each other? Like, yeah. absolutely. But I, and I understand why, um, you know, like we don't have any top people who just push the whole city. So everyone's trying to get to the top. And then the fear of the people who don't feel they can get to the top is we going to promote this motherfucker and then move into Atlanta or New York. You know what I mean? We're going to get him too big yeah. and then he's going to leave us behind. Yeah. That's that's people's only beef with Bow Wow. Like, as quirky yeah. as boy is, yeah. his only real beef is some detachment issue shit. Like, he left everybody behind, they feel like. He did what was best for him. This is, this is what we're promoting. He did the right choice, in my opinion. A hundred percent he did. You can't step like I think once you hit a certain place, that weirdness, that jealousy, people in your city feeling like they can have that easy accessibility to you, you do have to pull back. You, you know, to. LeBron does not live in Ohio. Right. But he does come here and he supports and he feeds into the community still. Yeah, but he also ain't blind. Yeah, he also watched people burn up his jerseys and cut his shit when he moved to Miami. Like, that's the Fact. problem. Fact. As soon as you start saying something people don't like or do something they don't like, they're going to turn on you. Like, you have to be mindful. Of, like, once you receive the abundance, you have a different responsibility that other people have because Absolutely. you have to protect this. You have to secure this nest egg, this foundation. You know what I mean? So your life has to change. Has now, for the people who doesn't want it to change is the only the people who can't see now how they're benefiting from your life mm -hmm. before it's different we got this ohio boy he's in ohio whoop -de -whoop, you know what i mean and now he's just lebron and they're just like what do i get out of it that's but that's a small town mentality they can build all the buildings and move here where they want mm -hmm. we still a small town for real like we're I've, not a big city but people are trying to be one you said have what you, have you been out to cali Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been everywhere in the country but Texas, which is the strangest thing ever. But we hit in Houston up, man. I, I've heard great things. But I love Cali. I live out in Houston, and Houston is a vibe. I got to go, man. I'm missing out. Yes, it's a vibe. The reason why I, I love Cali, too, though. Who said who? I said I love Cali, too. I love L.A. So I, I, went, I lived in San Fran for, like, four months. Okay. And when I was out there, the way that the local people really fucked with their local artists, their local people, just that whole community within self, even their grocery stores were not like big chain. They had those small little markets with all of their different like foods and ingredients. Like that's how people really shopped. You know what I mean? I want that here. Yeah. I want that here so bad. And I feel like the potential is here, especially yeah. in the black community. It's so crazy. I had went to it's this Mexican market right across the street from the casino on the west side, and I get it west side. But I went to that, you know, Mexican market. The owner of the Mexican market has a farm, and he brings all of his food, like the meats and the veggies and all of that, goes to the grocery store that he sells back out to his community, and gives them high quality ingredients. That's love. That's something ultimately that I would love to have. Yeah. And I think we will, but I think, you know, Columbus is a test market and I think we've held true to, we are behind on a lot of trends and it's yes. not even, I don't think 
the people. I don't think it's the people's fault. I think it's just the opportunity here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why we're trying to open a lot of new, more black owned venues because we're going to give a different opportunity. These are things like I joke about with my team all the time. Like people are going to love working for me. Like your vacation is going to be lit. <laughs> You're going to be good. You're not going to have no issues. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So we don't have a lot of that here. You know, I've been promoting. I started in clubs. I do events. And something that kind of threw me off here was the ownership, you know, especially when we doing hip hop nights. And we had a, a rock and roll bar who they want their biggest night to be rock and roll. You dig? So yeah. as our shows start doing better than those shows, they start acting outrageous, like up in the rent on us. You know what I mean? My yeah. my crowd, my crowd want Henny. I'm telling them this before we even did our first show. Like they the want, Henny. want Henny. The first night they 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 had two bottles of Henny. It was gone in 15 minutes. He had to send somebody out to get some more. You know, then their issue became all oh, your people don't tip type. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's that's a that's a fair argument. That's your observation. But let's also talk about your staff and your bartenders. You got two who are not inviting. Mm -hmm. They 10 minutes before they even greet somebody to take their order when it's due is 15 minutes to get your drink. And I've come in here on y'all's other nights and they are nothing like this. Mm -hmm. So does that factor in too? Let's talk about again changing these principles. Like yeah. your bar is doing very well. Why aren't you paying your damn employees? Right. You know what I mean? Y'all force them to live off tips and then try to turn them against the, the crowd or the event planners. You feel me? Because they didn't get a tip that they had in mind. They didn't leave out here with 200 like they thought they was. Yeah. You feel me? So to me, it's like. That tipping is so outrageous. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. We've had successful shows that I'm trying to keep going for years and, and I got to change venues because the mm -hmm. owner is just a completely different person now. You know what I mean? And that's what's so hard about doing business with these white owners sometimes is because when they see you doing a little too well, just a different part of them starts to present itself. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Like, I'm charging you this much. Well, yeah, it's a each his own, you know what I mean? But I don't I don't put up with shit like that from nobody. I don't give a fuck what color you is, how old you is. You're gonna you're gonna treat me with some damn respect straight up. Life too short to be, you know, pussyfooting around and letting people just yeah. feel type of way. I can't. Yeah. Cannot. Yeah, it's it's not going to work. You know what I mean? So I've to me, I don't I don't look at problems. I don't worry about problems. You know what I mean? I, I focus on solutions mm -hmm. and a good solution is festivals. Like that's my real big next two, three year plan here is a festival. Cause you I got homies in this meeting. Oh yeah, I need it. I need Dang, it. I got homies in other other states who do festivals and do parties and shit. So I'm trying to do a cross market, bring they people here, take get our group of artists, take them there, and then we do like a you dig a tour. List okay, so we are working on it right yeah. now. So there are a few different states that we are considering. Um, North Carolina. New York, okay, uh, Michigan, and Texas. Okay, uh, I'm really all good spots. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Black Fest. Black Fest happened before, um, uh, what was it called? Woodstock. Woodstock just stole the whole gimmick of Black Fest. Oh, I've heard. And I am thinking well, we can't like call it you know Black Fest, but the whole idea of having that just organic type of like coming together i don't even know who's going to be on stage we all about to find out you know yeah. that type of like vibe obviously i will know but like they i know what you mean 
You know, yeah. and we and it's here. You know, it's it's here, but it's in uncharted territories. It's in the gay community. It's in the yes. goth community. It's in the cosplay, and they're able to do these huge festivals because people ain't checking for it. They're not about to come see what y'all do. They scared to go over there and play with y'all. You dig? So I think the time is now. I, we've been doing, and I've been to a few, you know, black cosplay festivals. I love cosplay. I love anime. I'm a huge nerd. Huge freaking nerd, you know what I mean? So it, it's the, the pot, the energy in there. It's a whole different atmosphere. It's a whole different thing. So I was managing like this black-owned bar, and I did an anime night, one of the most profitable nights of that bar, simply nice. because those people came in there. They were spending money. They were having fun. It was just a good time, you know what I mean? And they were people of color dressed up. You know, and I love that. One of my uh, really closest friends be showing out every time with her different cosplays. And I love just seeing them just have the the freedom in themselves to do that. You know what I mean? And to not like let the community try to come at them because they're black, dressing up as different artists. Like they are literally just free. And I love that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I want us overall as a community. I would love to have the golfs, the anime uh, cosplayers, the um, the gays, the straights, the whole, everybody together everybody. and just vibing because none of that shit should matter. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if somebody want to come dressed up as Naruto and somebody wants to come in here all blacked out and someone got on their pride colors and you over there in your bed name brand outfit one and y'all all dancing to the same song having a vibe what's that's the issue different. yeah yeah that's that's the goal mm -hmm. I, I think we can get there it's definitely gonna take a lot of work i love that you said that in the beginning um you're like a damn soul twin over here everything you be saying i'm on the same time like it's gonna take more work than we've ever had to do you know what i mean we're changing the whole narrative and it, it promotes being comfortable in your skin because that's the issue. There's so many people who project onto us that they're not going to feel accepted because they don't feel accepted. Yeah. So now these other people feel uncomfortable because they worried about how you feel. It's like it's too much. And if everybody just comes comfortable in their skin, we're going to have a good time. Yeah, because nobody's personal shit should be your business. Exactly. And if you are so focused on somebody else's stuff, you over there talking about somebody, and mind you, we're grown as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? How weird is that of you? I can never, I can't grasp my mind about around that. That is weird. Yeah. You know I, mean? I just really want people to celebrate each other. Yeah. Celebrate the uniqueness and the courage and the, the authentic part of each other. You know what I mean? Like, Y'all be focusing on the wrong stuff. If you think this person is gay and that's important to you, when we got the American dollar being questioned, yeah, <laughs> hey, getting, getting beat up right now. <laughs> but that's what we need. I, I feel like the world is just going full circle. I feel like we're getting back to where we're going to have to grow our own shit and and sell our own clothes and really how they had to live like people don't realize there wasn't nightclubs at one point in time like their life was work <laughs> the red listening to the radio was fun that was their entertainment for the evening it around. Cut it up. Cut it up. 
playing Pong and shit. Like, come on, man. Like, we have all these opportunities and we're flooded. We're flooded with not knowing what to do. So I think we have to get back to the beginning, just doing things one thing at a time and figuring out what we're good at. And if you bake, bake, you know what I mean? If you garden, garden. We don't need all these rappers. Like, we don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't. And, I, and like, also, like, my entire thing is, like, how can we trade services for each other? You yeah. know what I mean? Because, yo, the dollar is expensive. But, like, maybe I'm good at, you know, cooking. And you're good at doing videotography. And you have, um, I don't know, a birthday coming up. And I need something recorded. Why can't we trade? You I know? think in this day and age, I agree. I love the barter system. I think yeah. we will have to lose everything to get back to that point fully. Mm-hmm. I know businesses that still do it, and I do it as well. You know what I mean? But like on a main stage, mm-hmm. it would be difficult. And it's, it's a psychological thing. It's because back in the day when they bartered, there was only two people who did what you do. You know what I mean? So I could see the worth in it. Now it's, I could just get on Amazon. <laughs> I don't really need you. You know what I mean? So it's hard for people now to see the mm-hmm. importance and whatever. They see the importance of what they doing. Mm-hmm. They don't see the value in what you do. Definitely not valuing it at what they do because they feel they the only ones that know how to do this shit. <laughs> like for me, I feel like that puts people at, everybody's their own center of their universe. But you got to understand in everyone else's universe, it's all moving together. So, like, my thing is, like, I get it. And I just wish sometimes, I guess, wishful thinking, the great way that I, I would love for things to be is that there is that community. You know what I mean? Like, can we have a community garden that really is, like, blowing the fuck up in the city? And people can really come and, like, get shit for real. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure yeah. we have them. But, like, yeah. What's one that we like can instantly say like boom here's this, you know? Right, right. And it's and it's a part of our grace. Like mm. we're just nice. Like we're just nice people. You know what I mean? So sometimes we don't lay down the law where it needs to be a law. Like these communities that have that type of you know growth didn't expand to that way without law. Like in the Jewish community, like it's a law. Like so, if there's somebody that do what you do outside of us and do it better than what you do more affordable i'm still going to do i'm still going to spend with you regardless yeah i'm still pouring into you i'm still shopping with you so then now the money you make you got to live by that same law Mm -hmm. if you need a dentist you got to use our dentist Mm -hmm. but how they counteracted that back in the day is to which people got out of you know because people so sensitive now Mm -hmm. back then if i was shopping with you in circuit i could also come to you with a list of things i feel you should improve or things that i don't think are satisfactory with your business and i'm just coming to you yeah i ain't putting it on facebook i ain't printing out pamphlets for everybody i'm coming to you like yo look you told me it was two days shipping i got it in two weeks that's it we gotta clean that up right your box was falling apart when i got it i know a box guy let's go talk to him on monday yeah you dig down the line and i'm still coming to check with you next time Mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying but we also got to see these improvements Mm -hmm. or maybe this isn't your strongest area that you should be in maybe somebody else should be doing the shipping yeah maybe you do the logos maybe your logos and designs is on point we just don't need you doing everything. And, and they have to want to live underneath, you know what I mean, that guidance and listen with love. So many people listen like they've been attacked. They got their guard up. Like, no one's attacking you. No, <laughs> I'm like, just telling you what it is. 
See, and I hate that because, like, for me, I am a very direct person. I'm not going to, like, I got love for you. I don't got sugar. That was one of the greatest things somebody has ever told me. Mm -hmm. And tell me what you need to tell me because how am I supposed to grow if you're just sitting there and you're hiding from it? You know what I mean? Like, you got to have tough conversations with people. I can't call you my friend and think me and you are never going to have a hard conversation. I can't say you're my friend and me and you are never going to go through whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, as a business owner, yo, if you get something from me and you don't like it, you better come tell me. Right. Because give me the opportunity to fix it for you. Right. I mean, let me figure out what it is that you do not like. But to go and be like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't fuck with her or blah, 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 blah. Like, on social media, that is, you know, okay. Yeah. Sure. Problematic, man. Yeah, like, okay. Um, But I just, mind you, that hasn't happened by the grace of God and knocking on wood. Um, But, like, I really do want, especially at this event, when you guys come and you see something and you're just like, ooh, Miata, what is this? You better come tell me. Right. Because, like, give me the opportunity to fix it. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody is putting too much, you know, product in your stuff and it just completely tastes like that and you don't taste the flavors and it's just nasty because it's just overwhelming, you better come tell me. Right. So that I can fix it. You know what I mean? And that's all that I want. Like, I, I would love for us as a community to have that. I would love for us even some of the other, like, local, like, Black-owned spots to be able to, like, take that. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be hard because their defenses, they be up, and they are not listening with love. I love that. I love I'm going to say that. Listen with love. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, these are, these are the points, you know, I get into doing events. These are because, like you said, it's to make the business better. It's not just to get eyes. It's not just to get followers and subscribers like i want to actually improve things you know because my growth is putting out the best product i can and then my exit will be when i no longer feel like i can do that and i'm gonna let somebody else do that you know what i mean so everything's gonna flow if we just allow it to flow but we're overthinking because all of this is new territory and the grace we got to give ourselves is this new territory for all of us We're all trying to figure it out. Some of us are just more dedicated to getting the answers than others. Some of us are more committed to the day-to-day than others. You know what I mean? But everybody's part is needed. We just got to identify that part. And it's all this self-identity crisis going on. So those things are just distractions. You know, they're just things so we don't come together and unite. Because every time we've done, it's been bombed or, or set to fire. So obviously it works. If somebody's going that hard to stop what you're doing, yeah, you, you got something on your hands. Yeah, no, it's 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 always so interesting to kind of, for me, like, doing this, um, it's interesting seeing the people that are watching you, and you're not even noticed that they're watching, but then there's, like, little bits that kind of show you, you know what I mean? And, like, yo, it's it's not a popularity thing. It's about, like, I really love what this plant does. And I really want to heal. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to give opportunity. Like, y'all can listen to some of these artists. Phenomenal. Um, One of our artists, our actual headliner, his name is uh, Packstar Boomin. He is going viral right now. His whole album is amazing. And him giving us his talent. You know what I mean? 
on like this event, I'm so excited. You know, like I just can't wait for everyone to experience all the things that I love in the way that I visualize like a fun night. You know what I mean? And see how people take it. Like, let me give you something a little bit different. And that's what we need right now. You know, uh, a lot of times when people are in a rut, you just need options. You need opportunities, you know, and these are things that are going around the city. But rightfully so, you have to look for these things sometimes. You know, I, I think, too, there's this comfortability online where everything that's for me should just be on my timeline. Like, no, you got to you got to dig. You know, I, I like I like doing the work. I go through hashtags. I go through people's pages like I'm trying to see what's going on out there. You know what I mean? Because if I have all these ideas and can, you know what I mean? produce these ideas. I can imagine what other people are doing. I can imagine what other groups are doing. So it's opening our minds to the possibility that we're all on to something, but we got to bring it together. You know what I mean? We all just got puzzle pieces. We got to bring it together. Yeah. No, for real. Like, I don't have anybody. I don't have a mentor like guiding me on this journey because no one has that I know has taken this journey before. You know what I mean? So I'm literally... Let's try it out. Let's see what happens <laughs> with everything that I do. It may be good or not. I don't know. But mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a chance, you know. And during this event, I've met so many phenomenal people who are just like, no, you got to try this. Like, understanding sound. When I was acting in high school, I didn't have to deal with the sound like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> when, you know, I was running the bar and the musicians would come and they would set up, didn't understand what they were setting up now that i'm doing my own thing oh my god like you gotta have like a different systems <laughs> oh i did not know that that was a whole expense i was so unaware of mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so like somebody came in and was just like okay let me show you let me teach you you know and i am so grateful for that and as i keep going through each situation and obstacle Literally, an, an obstacle will pop up. Within two days, that thing is fixed. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know divine timing is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Everything that I, like, say that I want or, like, I'm hoping for, literally, people keep coming into my life ready to do something similar. You know, you talking about wanting to like cook and do like those different recipes and have that book. I wanted to do an infused cooking show online. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. the right timing. Yeah. Two years ago, I was on a week game show on YouTube. <laughs> random, so random how they even found out about the person, but it was one of those like movie things. Like they was, married to the producer and they like oh yeah now nah, i'm just gonna reach out and tell them because we had a conversation it was in a grocery store it was so random okay but they was extremely short so they was like oh you see that on the top shelf i'm like yeah i see it i mm -hmm. see it so i got it down and we having a conversation yeah. and then they told me about it i was telling them like what i do you know what i mean so we got in that conversation ended up doing the show and i was like just experiencing it, just being on that. I'm like, cause this is something I want to do. You know what I mean? My next step now for writing is getting into like writing movies and screenplays. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> doing that, I was like, this is what I want to do. Some part of it, you know what I mean? 
And let me tell you another site. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was just asking me if I was interested in doing like movies. Somebody also yeah. asked me if I would be interested in like, you know, actually two people want me to manage their careers. We'll figure hey, it out. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure it out. But with that being said, people have been talking about writing. And about maybe five or six years ago, me and my brother were talking about doing, um, you ever see those Detroit movies? Yeah, love them. Okay. My brother loves a Detroit movie. Yeah. And I was like, well, we can do our own Columbus movies. We gotta set up the meeting. We have too many ideas here. Oh yeah, yeah. So the meeting's do. happening. Like, I'm sorry. The meeting's happening. Yeah, like, like this. And this, and this is what I feel like. You know, our whole culture is is raising the bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's that next idea and that next level. Like, and everything I feel like I've been doing. You know, in these past few years, it's been a part of like creating a new way outside of like the school way or the book way. You know what I mean? A way, especially with writing books. Like, it's 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 going to be errors in my book. It's going to be shit that people will see. Like, oh, wait a minute. You feel me? Like, because there's errors in every book I've read. Every freaking book I've read, I found a misspelled word. I found a semicolon instead of comma. Things that go against this actual teaching and this standard that it keeps us out of doing shit because we can't live up to that standard. We come into things and we create the flavor. You can't tell us the steps because even then we're going to change the steps. We're going to add some. We're going to take some out. We're going to do something this way. <laughs> this beat me to slow down a little bit. But like you said, that growth is that now being able to take that criticism. You know what I mean? I grew up in tough love. I grew up around a bunch of older people. So they just had no filter. They just said whatever the fuck they wanted to say. And in the middle of our feelings being hurt, we never see the bigger picture. So as I started to get older, I started to realize, like, this was a good thing that you taught me how to do. Like, you know what I mean? You riffing and going back, telling jokes with your people is a good thing. You're being able to take that, you know, rejection, take and deal with that uncomfortability and still remain calm, still be yourself. So. I had a circuit of events we was doing called Mind, Body, Soul, which is I want to get back into a lot of workshops. You know what I mean? But okay, what I feel like we can bring to the table is the the people, the people, because these things like, you know, I had to accept not in a good or bad way that people are me. They're not going to do what I do and think how I think and put in how much I put in and sacrifice how much I'm sacrificing. You know what I mean? So everything's been pulling me like towards Atlanta. I've lived in a few different places. You know what I mean? I spent some time in Atlanta and I'm like thinking about going back in these next couple of years, being there a lot more, especially with these movie sets popping up, you know what I mean? These different opportunities for writers, these news outlets. Um, And I feel like the same thing you said, I find myself saying this past couple of years, like I don't really have a mentor. I don't have anyone in Ohio that I feel like does what I'm trying to do. And they do great things, do yeah. great work. They're great yeah. people. Yeah. But I don't feel like they can help me with where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of our abundance. It's not letting things get in our way. It's staying focused. You know what I mean? And not just turning at every shiny thing that, that passed your way, but it's staying focused on the path. And for me, it's like this, this is one of the most important things to me. You know, I've watched how education has changed my life. Mm -hmm. I've watched how many opportunities, like I can't even count. It could have just been over it. That could have been it. You know what I mean? And I I'm, I'm thankful for these opportunities, these kind of conversations, 
Yes. You know, this is why I started the show. We do a lot of this in private. We do a lot of this over food, but we had to start broadcasting these conversations because everyone needs to be a part of it. You know, yes. no matter where they see themselves in it, they need to be a part of it. You feel me? And not even because always it's about you. This could be your your spouse. This could be your kid. This could be your sibling, your parent. You know what I mean? So yep. we're getting these answers now and we're getting these answers and we got to apply them. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got to apply these everything we're learning. And it's it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be very hard, but I think we can do it. I think mm-hmm. I tell people I'm 34. So I tell people, I think we're that golden generation, you know what I mean? Because we didn't grow up in technology and now we actively live in it. So we have both perspectives that no other generation has. You know, our parents didn't have it and our kids only know it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we got the perspective of knowing like, and I think we're just, sometimes we're going too fast. Yeah. We're not, we're trying to blow this business up in six months or get this idea running in two months. You feel me? Like some of these things are two year plans. Absolutely. And you should expect to lose money. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's why when we come to that community, we can have things set in place. There's always going to be people borrowing money. There's always going to be people lending money. This is again, who are you in that relationship with? Because if you wish an outsider, they're going to charge you whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You with smile on the inside, they not just giving you money, they're gonna give you lessons, they're gonna give you the game. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna want their money back. <laughs> yeah, a reminder. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. And that's how it has to be. I know it's rough for the people who are usually takers, you know what I mean? But I think this era of givers, they're tired of giving. Like, we need some reciprocation. Yes. We can't just give blindly no more. Yes. You feel me? So everything I hear you're saying is a is we that's the steps we need to take. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, this was very insightful for me, um, simply because there are like-minded individuals out here that are hungry and that are putting in the work. You know what I mean? And I can see that. I can see that in you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even invited you to the table you know, <laughs> if I didn't feel that energy. And I want you to feel that in me too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like when you are putting out there in the universe that like beat, you know what I'm saying? Somebody else is going to hear it and they're going to come because they're doing the same rhythms and it's all going to link. And I just feel like this is the moment. And I'm, I'm very like honored. Like, I, I want you to understand that. Like, this is phenomenal for me. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I have a similar experience happening right now. Cause this is, I feel like that moment, like you said, this is divine timing. This is, this is the time, you know what I mean? And there's, there's drills and there's alarms and then there's times to go. Like yeah. it's times when it's not a drill. This is real life. Yeah. This is what we really need to kick into that, that different focus. And we've all been in those moments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's similar to when like, you know, you are inebriated and when something happens that you just got to really hone in on what's happening in front of you right now. Yeah. Our growth is getting to that state naturally, not needing an outside catalyst to have to react us into doing what we need to do It's being proactive and realizing I'm going to get to this solution anyways. I might as well start with this solution versus trying everything the fuck else Mm -hmm. just to fucking stall (laughs) and distract ourselves and take time. You know what I mean? But it's realizing we're in that moment and okay, I need to kick this smoke, this cigarette habit. 
I need to kick this habit over here. And it's not just because I'm I, I don't want to enjoy it no more. It's it's killing you, it's poisoning you, you know what I mean? To the point of now something physically ailing you. Yes. It's been time to put it down. <laughs> so yes. today is the day, you dig? And we have to hold each other accountable under that. Like I understand black people's plight, you know what I mean? I believe in duality, so I don't really subscribe to good or bad i think everything has good or bad in it you know what i mean and we've been through so much hardships we've gotten soft on each other and how we check each other and how we hold each other accountable and that's now what's becoming our downfall because now we're getting comfortable and complacent and lazy you dig and our journey is never over and people are getting safe you know what i mean and i have to explain this to the people around me all the time like I can, we can never do that, you know, and it, it would be a fun fantasy, but I understand my position. I'm always present. I, I realize like I'm a black man in America. Like it's never safe for me. Y'all, we can get rid of the police. It's still not going to be safe. Like none of this changes anything. We just have to accept it and move on. And we still have to stand our ground, you dig? And we've done that through history. And I'm telling people like, when they go turn them history book pages in a hundred years on their tablets, this this is what they're gonna be reading about. Everything we're doing right now. Their mind. You know what I mean? Everything we doing right now is what they're gonna be reading. So, like, yeah, what do you what do you want to be wrote written? What do you want people to read? You feel me? I think about that in everything I do. Like, how not how do I want this to be looked at? How do I want this to be received? Because mm-hmm. we get all types of abundance and medication and things that grow in our backyard to help us. And we reject it because mentally we haven't accepted it as a part of our lives. Now we still allow it to be taboo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think people are so unaware that the prescription medicine that they get literally is just plants and herbs. Yeah. You know what I mean? That pharmacist is literally just taking byproducts of what's out in the nature and they have chemically just engineered it and turned it into a pill. It's outside. Mm-hmm. And how do, like, we, we do that? You know what I mean? Like, there were two choices. Push the apothecary or push the plant. The plant is a little bit more lucrative. Apothecary is, you know, when I may be, like, in my late 50s. It's the dream. You know what I mean? Just to have that. Just a rose of different medicines and that type of, like, conversation, you know? But, like, y'all, the medicine's outdoors. Yeah. You know, I don't think people understand. Like for me, I used to love the smell of pine. So I used to love just mopping the floors because I love the smell of pine salt. Mm-hmm. Pine cones, the scent of pine, they help with depression. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So like some of those habits, some of the scents that you like to wear, some of the things that you're doing, it's your body naturally healing itself without you not even being aware, especially when you're black, those spiritual ties just start coming out and you're not even aware that you're doing it. You know what I mean? And so like, as a community, we just got to heal ourselves. We got to get back, like you said, originally to our original states. We do know what it's like to be outside. Mm -hmm. We can be outside. You cannot be in the house all day on your phones and you got to take your kids outside to play. Like y'all need that sun. We need it. We're black. We soak it in. Sorry. I'm about to go down my whole little. No, I love it. This, this is what we do. Cause this is going to turn into two episodes. So I enjoy it. (laughs) 
But no, I agree with everything you're saying. And these have to be things that, again, we have to accept into our life. It's hard to force healing onto yourself or others. This has to be a choice and understanding the work comes with it. These are things I analyze before I enter anything. Okay, how much work am I gonna have to put in? Am I gonna be able to walk away from this one day if the time comes, you know what I mean? We have to accept these things at the beginning and know what we're getting ourselves into to hold ourselves accountable. So the issue is we're not living like that in our natural lives no more. We've created all these halfway relationships with people where we don't really have to function naturally anymore. We just do whatever we see fit. So then we get into our own lives and we don't know what's acceptable and what's not anymore. We don't know how to be where, yeah. you know what I mean? But the only place you get on your best behavior for is work. <laughs> it's because, and it's just because of the, the punishment and the consequences. Yeah. Oh, they, oh, they defend work with, with tooth and nail. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like you, I think, mm. People always say that you're not supposed to have expectations of others, right? right? Absolutely wrong. I have expectations across the board. Now, to do what degree is different, but I have expectations. And yeah. I, when they're not met, I don't mess with it. And I think we have to do that. I think we have to put expectations back on each other. I don't yes. expect a stranger to come and help me move my couch. I don't expect that. But what I do expect them to do is to not like do harmful things unto me when I'm out, you know what I mean? In this event where people are coming out, I have expectations that everyone is going to hold themselves in such high risk, you know, esteem that nobody's going to do anything crazy. Yeah. You know? Like I have expectations and I feel like that holds people accountable and that accountability allows you to be a better human being. And I think, um, I agree a hundred percent. I think this is another one of those teachable moments. Um, because in those situations, I feel what people are referring to is certainty. You know what I mean? Which I agree. You shouldn't be certain about anything. Anything can happen. But when it comes to expectations, 100%, there's the, the only line is, do you have realistic expectations in this person or unrealistic expectations? Because unrealistic expectations, you wanted them to fail. You are already planning on them not succeeding. Yes. Realistic expectations, I feel like, is a part of love. It's a part of relationship and union. Yes, I do want you to apply yourself. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. if you don't, it's not the end of the world. I don't think you're a bad person. Right. But when it comes to what I need done, I still need it done. You mm -hmm. know, so I gave you the opportunity. I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> when this new person is doing your job better than you, I don't want to hear that because I gave you the opportunity. And sometimes your second chance is that first chance. I don't, I'm not a big chance giver. Like... <laughs> when you're having events you are literally touching on things and i think when people are having events or businesses especially like when you're small and you're black owned and you are literally trying to give someone the opportunity to do what they say they're going to do and they do not or like you're reaching out because they whatever you know what i mean you cannot i don't give more than two yeah you know you know what i mean like that's it i can't do more than two because i can't fight you to do what I need you to do when here's somebody else that's coming in and they're like, oh, I got this. And they do right. it. No, 100%. And I, and I think that's the part too of also where pulling away, you're still helping them. Like, because now you're getting to the point of enabling them by keep giving them this opportunity you know that they can't do. Mm -mm. You and know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because next time you know 
that if someone does come back around with this type of opportunity for you, you would take it. You're not going to get it again with me, but right. <laughs> when it comes back around, you are going to take it and you're going to respect it, you know? And that's where people come into, uh, my friend was telling me that Ben and Jerry's, there used to be a third person, a part of Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we only know Ben and Jerry. I can't tell you who the third person was, but for whatever reason, he didn't make it. Same thing with business, same things with your dreams. You may have a group of people come in and saying they're going to do this and that, but at the end of the day, who really did it? Yep. Who did it? Yep. And I think it's important for us to be aware and pay attention to everyone who didn't do it, how they're responding to who did it. All these things, you know, are important. You know, even in business, this is this is what we're getting back to is hiring humble employees. And I'll take a person with good morale over a better worker or, a, you know, a more competent employee, somebody who's just a joy to be around. Every day. I uh, I didn't reach out to certain people because they love to complain. Yeah. You can't complain around me. Not on event day. We got to zip those complaints. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you're out there vocalizing complaints, the participants are going to hear the complaint. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to be so choosy about who you are really having a part of what you're doing. Because if someone doesn't love you enough to love the craft that you're doing, they can sabotage you without even you realizing or they realizing. Yeah. So you have to be so mindful with all of your choices. I agree 100%. And I think everything that we've been to to this point was the lessons. It was a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. I think about the same notion when I'm writing, like, and because mm-hmm. I do poetry too. So like all the old poems I've lost or thrown away, like that was to get me here. You know, that was, there was a purpose in that. And that's what helps me move, like, detach from things. That's what helps me accept, okay, this is the best move mm-hmm. versus what I thought was the better move. You know what I mean? And it's no hard feelings. A lot of these things start to become emotional or personal. And it's it's never personal. It's always business. <laughs> you got to understand that your emotions are not facts. They're valid because they're yeah. And, you know, you should respect everyone's emotions. But it's not facts. So maybe I did say something. And it did hurt your feelings. But what I said wasn't wrong. Yeah, 100%. And again, these are the teachable moments. I think we just need to launch a whole new form of education. You know what I mean? Because it's it's so many words. And rightfully so. The English language is confusing. So it's a lot of words that seem similar that have different meanings. You know what I mean? And what people are starting to understand now is facts aren't truth. You know what I mean? And you could be speaking your truth, but... See, there's another side where that where two things can be true at the same time. So, yeah. like, what you saying is really how you feel, yeah. <laughs> and what I'm saying is is my truth. Is what I'm perceiving as you saying it, and it sounds stupid. I'm not saying you don't have to feel that way or you can't. Yeah. I'm just saying based on your steps and what you said and your course of action, your end result ain't adding up. It don't. I don't see the accountability in it. You dig? And, and I that no accountability. Yeah, because facts can't, because, you know what I mean, facts can't be argued. Mm-mm. A lot of people ain't, you're not arguing facts. You're arguing your truth, y'all's perspectives, which can't be argued. Those are opinions. You know what I mean? So what are we, what are we really arguing about? And I think that's a part of that whole self-destructive mentality that a lot of us have been picking up 
throughout these years. And it's because people have so much pressure on them. You had to be this by one, this by five, this by 10, this by 18, this by 21, this by 25, this by 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we all got to 30 and was exhausted. It was tired <laughs> of shit. Like, damn, I can't keep up. Yeah. You know, because some people, they're 30, but they still live in their lives like they're 18. Oh, man. So many. So many. And so they not realize it because in their mind, yeah. for 18, folks was living like 10. Yeah, but the people who aren't 18 can't unsee it. It's because for their that to be their truth, you dig, everything around them has to be from 18. And like, I ain't 18 no more. I wasn't 18 when I was 18, my nigga. Like, I ain't 18. <laughs> I damn straight 18 now. <laughs> I was 18. I was a kid still. <laughs> yeah, I, I done been through some shit. I, I damn sure ain't 18 now. So that to me now comes to where us, to where we are using words intentionally. We're starting to understand what we're doing. This is my biggest beef with the whole um, self-care community, you dig? It's what we deem as self-care. And to me, it is the painting. To me, it is when I do art. To me, it is when I have intelligent conversations. It's things that I can just naturally give myself. It's things that are of the world, of the earth. They're not man-made. They're things that are just naturally here. You know what I mean? So, it also then needs to become the therapy. It needs to become the shadow work. It needs to become self-checking. Talk about that shadow work. Oh, yeah. Self-checking. You dig? So, and it led me down to my purpose because my background is psychology. You know what I mean? I've been doing therapy for a while. I've been doing psychology since I was like 15. And a lot of people were just learning because of my first book, like, that I have autism. And they realized the things I've had to you know, overcome because <laughs> I wasn't even a speaker when I was younger. Like I really kept to myself a lot. Yeah. So getting in this public eye was a part of my shadow work journey. It was overcoming my fears and I had to get control of fear. You know what I mean? Like, cause I had a fear of heights. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like we, we high diving it. We airplane in it. We helicoptered it. I ain't never uh bungee jumping or skydiving. I'm gonna let the white folk have that, but everything else <laughs> I'm with it. You know what I mean? Because I had to take my life because if it's so easy to not be here. You know what I mean? This is something I speak to with my mentees and my sons and my these younger guys. Like, okay. it's OK to talk about having suicidal thoughts. It's OK to have attempts. It's You don't know people. People have been through more things than you can account for. So you you need to go into a situation realizing that. Yeah. And that's where we get in trouble with the certainty versus expectations. We're expecting that they're better than us so that we they can help us. Mm-hmm. But you can't imagine what they have overcome. You know, that smile on their face doesn't depict their life. Mm-mm. It doesn't tell you what they've been through. So the first step I tell them is there is no shame in anything you've gone through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is a part of the detachment process. We have to, because I don't really believe in so much forgiveness of others. You know what I mean? I can let shit go, but I don't I, I do not do the forgiveness thing. I'm not, I'm not really a Christian. So I do believe in, though, forgiveness of self. And what we have to forgive ourselves is, is the version of ourselves we created during that hardship to survive. Because yes. when it gets down to survival, there's no filters. I'm going to say or do whatever I need to do to make it out of this situation. Yeah. So moving on, the thing I'm battling now, because when we heal trauma, we're creating new trauma. That's why we'll never be healed. We're always healing. Always That's why you got to love the healing journey, because it's forever. You know what I mean? So... When we get now to this second part, this second step, 
our new trauma, what we're battling now is our survivor's guilt, our survivor's remorse. The fact that we gave up on ourselves, the fact that we had that moment of like, damn, it's over, that realization. Yeah. And then you survive and you're like, how can I not count on myself? Like, what am I doing? Like, what? <laughs> how did I not think I was going to make it out of this? Okay. You did. So it's, it's always that internal struggle. That's why the self-care journey is learning yourself. So you know what I mean? It's things are funny on social media, but there's so much truth behind, you know, people like, yeah, I don't, y'all, I don't date myself. Y'all do that. And I'm just like, I hope y'all are joking, but a part of me knows y'all serious about this. No, you know? they're absolutely serious. Like, do you spend quality time with yourself? Not yeah. just smoking, chilling. No. Exactly. I, I will sit here and play video games with myself. We will read. Have a blast. Yes. <laughs> I have dance parties. <laughs> myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have fun with me. I will go to the book balls. I will take myself out to dinner. You know what I mean? I will go and get pampered. I don't play about the love for me because I was suicidal. You know what I mean? And that love that I had to pour into myself, nobody else can fucking do it for you. You know what I mean? That whole journey, me in California, was my journey back to the living. You know, like I had went to so many different like beaches right and each one gave different like one was like foamy one was really warm another was cold one had all like the stuff in it it was just completely different and one day we were just beach hopping and i sat there on like the rocks like on the pier just like sitting at the bottom and i was just like and we just tried to kill ourselves and we would have never seen this never again so like i went and got this tattoo in California. Mm -hmm. And like life continues because it does. And this was a core promise. I only make a few core promises. One that I know I'm not going to break. Never eating pork. Never trying to kill myself again. You know what I, I mean? Swear. And so I make these promises because I want to not like look back on me and think like, yo, every time it got hard, you, 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 you tried this. And I understand little me and why I did that because I didn't understand there were so many other things out here that can help heal the pain that I was feeling. I didn't even know the word depression existed until I was in my mid-20s. And so you got people in the Black community and other, you know, communities that don't understand the words or the language or the verbiage who may not have the health insurance to go and get the medications or to go and get the therapy. And so now they're going down this journey and now they're smoking every single day heavily. Now you guys are drinking heavily. Now you're just, you, you got to do that to numb it. So I don't guilt anybody, especially a person of color. When you sit here and you tell me you smoke a blunt every hour, I bet, especially as a black man, I bet, I bet. Because that's medicine, that's healing. And I get it. And there's no shame in that. <clears throat> but understand your medicine so you can be productive and become the best version of you. Mental health is so crucial for me. You know what I mean? Like that's my, when people ask me, what are you looking for in someone? Someone who understands their mental health and can understand mine. I don't play with that ever. You know what I mean? I'm, I give so much grace because like nobody understood why I was sad. Nobody understood why I sat in my room in complete darkness 
for months. No one got it. But I had to go and research it and fight for my life to get up out of that. So now that I understand, like, hey, this is a thing. Now, when I see my friends and they're older and life is knocking on their ass, like just tearing them up. And now I, I notice like, oh, you're irritable. You're not really mad, bro. You're wrong. You're sad. You're like, you're having a, a moment here. That's mm. a sign of depression. You mm. snapping at your babies. You're not really snapping at them. You're hurt on the inside for something else. Well, what is it? And some people want to go through that journey. Some people want to have that conversation. Some folks are like, nothing's wrong with me. I'm okay. Okay, you're okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I get it all. I see it. And this is because I've been through the therapy. I've done the research. I've meditated. I've found different ways to bring myself peace. That's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. And it shows, you know, that's the energy you give off. And that's how we get here. You know, wisdom comes from suffering. Like, these aren't things that someone can give you or things that we can buy. You know, these are things that are earned. And that's what starts to change your mindset. You start to get grateful. You know, I, I love my triggers. It shows me where I need to grow. Yeah. It shows me what I need to improve, you know. I love being educated. I love when someone correct, you know, information that I thought I knew. Mm -hmm. And I love that I'm able to just accept it. I don't have to push back on it or discredit them. You know, I can just accept it. Like, okay, I was wrong. And these are the things sometimes, the only thing that's standing in our way mm -hmm. is that humility is how much grace and credit we give ourselves is, Okay, you got three big things going on, but you really been telling yourself you was gonna take this day for yourself. It's taking that day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not looking back and not feeling sorry and being present and enjoying, you know, because you work hard. You've been through a lot. Like mm -hmm. you've been owed this day. You just won't receive it. Yes. And that's the beauty of love. It's a two way street. You know, mm -hmm. it can't be one person loving the other enough so you don't have to love them back. Like, it has to be a reciprocation. That is the love, the fact that you want to put back into it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And these are the type of environments we have to force ourselves to create. You know, it's we have so many situations that are hostage to us or we're hostage to, you know, and I don't live like that. Like, to me, I'm completely open, like, with everybody in my life. There's no front door on it. So no matter how long I've known you, like 10 years, one day you can leave. I'll, I'll be sad, but I'll understand. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's because life still has to go on. And I went through so many things that I was thinking was scaring me to death. And it was because I was allowing it to. It's because that's how I thought of it. So now, you know, because life is scary. We just have to learn to do it scared. And now mm -hmm. I allow things to scare me to life, scare me into living more, you know, oh, help me appreciate perfect. more what's in front of me and what's about to come. So because we're always going to have that fear of falling with these big opportunities and we trying to scale higher mountains and go higher and go bigger. You know what I mean? So that anxiety, your feet, like, yo, we're the ground. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Take me now. <laughs> yes, yes. So we just have to, you know, succumb to the fear. Like we have to submit to the fear. We have to allow that feeling to come and go. And then we allow whatever wants to come in we don't try to force the feeling or create the feeling or look at somebody like, yeah, we're going to do this and look at the opportunity like, yeah, you're going to be this. Like, we have no idea. You know what I mean? Only thing we can focus on is our part. What did you do to help propel this today? 
And it's that simple question. You know what I mean? It's not how much money I got in the bank. What's my address? Who am I married to? What's my kids grades like? Not shit that don't matter. No one's going to care in 20 years. We're talking about things that matter right now. Yo, like, how do you talk to people? How do you receive criticism? How often do you rest? You know what I mean? What are your urges like? How often do you succumb to your urges? How many times do you check yourself during the day? (laughs) You know, these are questions we have to get into asking. And I think we can get into that when we put these systems back into place. Marriage used to have courtship. You know what I mean? You used to have a whole system in place before you got to this point and asking the tough questions. What are your intentions here? How long do you see this lasting? Listen, <laughs> has been so helpful, you know, especially like my dating world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I in and I feel like you still have to put the same restrictions. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter the difference. They are just yeah, you know I mean? and it's just like no, like what is it? Because I know I have this dream and this vision for myself. I know that for real, for real, the way I was raised, it was to be a home taker, you know, home a care like what whatever it's called caregiver. Yes, caregiver. <laughs> Take her the home and like my mom was very much homemaker. A I think a homemaker. Yep, a homemaker. It was like home wrecker. Where are we going hey, with this? Not a <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Like my mama was a mama. She's a, a phenomenal woman. You I should. know what I mean? And she really taught me what it means to be in that womanhood. The way that I respect my body, the way that I move here out in the streets, you're not going to hear no fuck shit about me. You know what I mean? Because one, my dad ain't never played those games. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it will never. And, you know, my mom was very much in the same way. She put us through etiquette classes. I learned how to cook. I know how to sew. You know what I mean? Like, I can do all of those phenomenal things because my mother wanted me to be that type of woman. And then also, educated. Can get out here and run my own business. Mm -hmm. So that's just a, a little bonus point. A little cherry on the top that I can handle all of those things as well. However, I'm just not gonna follow any fuck nigga (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it because you can't just let anybody lead you anywhere because where are you leading me to? Facts. You know what I'm saying? And this also took me having to go through my 20s. Everybody get that bad relationship. We all had it. Yeah. But you can't be in the same bad relationships over and over again. We haven't learned the lesson. Yeah. Different faces. But if it's the same lesson, you are not getting it. Yeah. And I think that also hold you back from reaching your higher power yeah you know love will come when it's supposed to come mm-hmm. but your dreams you gotta get out there and work maybe where you're currently at in your life right now you're not where your partner is so how do you meet them by bettering yourself so that you walk through the door that they may already be in waiting for you mm-hmm. so you guys can build and go somewhere stronger and I just feel like, especially today in dating and not taking that courtship and not really getting to know someone, people having those soul ties that they are just constantly building with people. Every time you have sex, you're building that soul tie. Mm-hmm. And people don't get that. And those soul ties that are attached to you, you can't put that on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a healed human being. <laughs> 
She said, I ain't inherited that. <laughs> I'm healed. You know what I mean? Because I don't have any children. You know, yeah. if I do have a child. I want to bring to them the least amount of karmic debt. Because you pass karmic debt onto your kids, whether you intentionally mean to or not. It's just right. inherited. You know what I mean? So how can I go ahead and heal, pay that debt on some of it before I bring a child into this world? Mm-hmm. It's very important for me to be a very solid and strong woman because you breathe that life. The mother of your child breathes that life into your children. So you got to pick her wisely. My mom breathes life into us so much so that it gets, she breathes into my friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because her mother did it and her mother, you know, did it. Hey. I come from a long line of, you know, married women who just gave to their family and did right by them. And that lesson, you know what I'm saying? You are connected to your mother's mother to mother's mother already through those ovaries. Honey, that womb is so important. Everybody can't touch it. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you a goddess. You know what I mean? That spiritual energy is there when you just releasing it and just can't do it. Sorry. Can't do it. Yeah, you got to meet my sister. I'm glad you just said all that. Um, she's a doula, but y'all go, y'all going to click. Y'all gonna oh, click. we got to do this. Yeah, y'all going to click for sure. Oh, my goodness. That was a dream. I told you I want that apothecary. It's a in my life that I'm just like, how can I achieve? Yeah. I need the THC. To the, way, the way you going, <laughs> <laughs> the way you headed is... Seeming like it's definitely going to come in fruition, like, because it's earned, you know what I mean? And everything you've been saying is that's that's the real Bible. Like, you you got to live this shit, you did. Because even when we speak on manifesting and praying, again, these aren't good or bad things. You can manifest some fucked up shit in your life. You can pray for somebody's downfall, you know what I mean? These aren't always positive you gotta things. You got to pay a debt. Yeah, you it's dig? So it's like... We got to be intentional with what we're asking for. And the way we're intentional is you got to walk that talk. You got to be the things that you're seeking in the world. The people you're asking for out there, you got to become those people. You know what I mean? And you have to have courtship with other people like you, with similar individuals. So it's, we, you know, again, we've asked for a lot in our lives. Now it's the time to do. Now it's mm-hmm. our time to pay it forward. And we can because we are now the adults, you know? I'm the auntie and I'm a damn good auntie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the way that I always wanted my aunts to be that I just never received. I made sure when my sister gave me my niece and my nephew, that gift, we, we could talk. They call me just to call and talk to their auntie. I love it. You know what I mean? Sanaj can call me. That's my nephew and ask me for some shoes on a random Tuesday. But you got straight A's. Excellent athlete, well behaved. Absolutely, you're not getting no three hundred dollar shoe, but you can get a cheaper one, buddy. But you can get a shoe. A win's you know? a win. <laughs> yeah, a win's a win. <laughs> you know, my niece over here planning her little fifteenth birthday. Thank you. Uh, no, ma'am, that's next year. But you go to the amusement park, Auntie Afraid of Heights. But we gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we gonna figure it out. We gonna figure it out because straight A student again excellent athlete 
you do your work, you're well behaved, you know what I mean? And I give that community to my sister because it's a community to raise them. You know what I'm saying? It's a community and that love for my siblings, you know what I mean? Pours into those children. Mm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This <laughs> things like running here. Yeah, this okay. is enlightening. I'm glad, you know, they're going to be able to keep going and review this one because it was a lot of information. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the meetings. Uh, I'm going to shoot you my number after this. We definitely going to have to connect because. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this was this was meant to be. So I'm glad I'm glad we made it happen. Um, so you want to tell them again about your event coming yeah, up? Of course. So to wrap it up, the event is on April 22nd, 2023. It will be at the Wild Goose Creative. Um, Pre-sale tickets are currently on sale for $25 per ticket. If you don't like to save money, you can pay at the door. It's $35 at the door. You are allowed to bring in one bottle. It is $20 to bring that bottle in. We do have a special of Espanon shots, $5 a shot. We will have infused tacos and salsas and delicious edibles and drinks. So definitely be mindful for that. We have phenomenal artists in all different mediums from painting to singing to rapping and so much happening here with phenomenal vendors you guys have to come out and support the community and just see what we have to offer can't wait to see y'all <laughs> that's perfect uh where can i find you at you can find me at taste underscore miata so miata is spelled m-i-y-a-t-t-a so again, tasty underscore Miata. All right. Well, it was such a pleasure having you come through. Um, very high level conversations. Yeah. Going to have you back, especially um, with more guests. And we can, because I do panels as well. So I'm definitely bringing you back. We can do like a in-person in -person thing. We can make some infused food, have a whole little vibe. Okay. I'm with that. Okay. Let's head out. All right, shit, sure, we doing it. All right, y'all, we see y'all later. Bye. <laughs>